0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. Hello. Welcome back into the podcast that we like to call from the podium where you hear directly from your Kansas City chief. Some host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Sarda. On Thursday, the final day of Chiefs media had a sunday's Super Bowl rematch against the San Francisco 49ers. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, tight end Travis Kelsey. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, defensive coordinator Steve spagnuolo linebacker Nick Bolton, cornerback LeJarius Sneed, wide receiver she Rice, and cornerback Trent McDuffie. Here's the Chiefs head coach Andy Reid.
1: Thursday, that game's in sight there. So, uh, we get through today, um, that'll, be, that'll be good. Anyways, without time, yours.
2: Coach Neil Reynolds from Sky Sports in the UK. Yes. Uh, I've got a question about a very specific part of Sunday. Um, when the players run out of the tunnel for the biggest game of their lives, there's suddenly 20 minutes until kickoff. Do you leave them to themselves? Do you prepare them for that? How do you manage that situation, and does experience help?
1: Um, experience does help, but we cover that, yes. Uh, we ask them to get off their feet, kind of pump the brakes a little bit um, and relax so they don't use all their energy during that time. Um, and then with five minutes left to get back up and get moving. So yeah, we've got, we have a game plan for that. Doesn't always work because the guy's juices are going, but um, that's, uh, that's what we try to do. Yep. Adam, over, over here. All right, Adam. Morning. Um, in a situation like this, what things do you look at to tell you your team is ready, or in, in the other case, maybe not ready? What kind of things do you look at to gauge that? Yeah, so you can tell we're around, we've been around these guys for how many ever months here, and you get a pretty good sense on uh, the energy level at practice uh, in meetings, the attention of meetings, uh, the accuracy of running the actual play um and uh, i i'd probably say that's a, those are the primary primary ingredients um and it doesn 't you know success and failure in a game doesn 't always depend on whether I think they 're ready or not ready. There have been times when I go on you know the biorhythms look a little down and they go play like crazy you know so uh, but normally that 's uh if, if they 're Focused in with those things I gave you there. That normally it's they're ready to go. Coach right here. Where, hey,
3: Andy, uh, Ricardo Lopez from Mundo NFL. What do you think about your legacy as a play caller? I mean, you develop Patrick Mahomes. You helped to turn Travis Kelce into the best tight end in the pro in the history, and you create a perfect offensive machine. What do you think about your
1: legacy? Yeah, listen, I've been blessed in my career to have a lot of great players, and um, so. Uh, they make your plays look good, you know, they execute. as far as the legacy goes, I don't really think about that. We're we're so tied up into the game and getting ready for the game that that's where all your energy goes. And the the neat thing about football is very humbling. So, you know, within, within a game, you're going to have these highs and lows, what you think is a great play. Might not end up being a great play, um, so the game could pick you up and it could slap you in the in the face at the same time it's a very humbling game that way
4: handy to your right uh, sorry, sorry if you've been asked this this week, but uh, obviously with last year's game the the field was very slick for both teams. Uh, can you just talk about any preparations you guys have made have, you know, made for that this year, just in case uh, have you talked about it with the guys
1: yeah um, well, we all saw the field when we when we drove over uh, to the stadium the other night. So uh, they've they've got the field outside um, getting ready, and uh, they'll they'll get it wheeled back inside. From what I gather, it's in great condition. Um, I think last year's was a fluke, um, but we're our equipment guy's ready for everything. He brings the whole house with him, so we've got every shoe. Uh, you can imagine, for whatever presents itself there. Coach, back here at the back. Yep. Gotcha. Um,
4: I, I'm sorry to interrupt you talking about the game. That's a big thing I know. But this weekend they're voting for the Hall of Fame. There's a guy that kind of helped resurrect Chiefs football that we all care about in Kansas City, Marty Schottenheimer. What do you think about his? Whether he's deserved? He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame?
1: Yeah. If I was a voter, I'd vote for him. Uh, uh, they big time fan of martys um, he was a great motivator and great great guy, great motivator, very tough but very caring of his players um, and obviously had a great mind for football, so um, those primary ingredients and he won so, with, with multiple teams so it 's uh all the things that supposedly qualify you for the Hall of Fame. I think he, he has those. Yeah.
0: Hey Coach, looking at when you played the 49ers four years ago, where do you think you've developed or changed the most as a head coach? Hmm.
1: Well, it, it hasn't been that long ago. so uh, I don't think much. Uh, I'm, uh, I think it's the same philosophy. Um, Other than the game changes a little bit different every year, so you kind of go along with it and uh, what the league gives you rule rule wise and things you can do in training camp. um, Those those change you uh, a bit because of uh, most of them because of safety purposes and so on. So, but the philosophy, general philosophies, remain the same. Yeah.
5: Coach, Jose Villalba
3: from Millennium Multimedia in Mexico. Uh, two questions. I don't know if any in the Chiefs have th- thought about this Super Bowl 58. And when I think number 58, I think of the late, great Derek Thomas. Sure. And because of what he meant to the Chiefs and Marty Schotterheim his coach, that legacy from that. And second, in Philadelphia, you had a great defensive coordinator in the late, great Jim Johnson. Now you have Steve Spagnuolo as a defensive coordinator. How has that helped you to create uh, both with the Eagles and now with the Chiefs? And what similarities, difference, but at the same time, that has helped you get so many times to big games?
1: Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about the 58 with Derek Thomas, but what a great player he was. Um, When I was at Green Bay, we had a chance to come back and play the Chiefs, and I think he set an NFL sack record that day. I remember Don Beebe running a shallow cross and he hit Don Beebe so hard he landed in uh, the quarterback's lap and uh, he was a great one. Um, On the other part, uh, Jim Johnson was a great defensive coordinator. Spags had an opportunity to work with him and learn from him. I think some of those things Spags has used as his foundation for the defense that he runs now um, but he's obviously added his own things to it, uh, which Jim did with his defense. And uh, but I tell you, the base foundation is um, is Jim Johnson's, and then Spags is so creative that he's just taking it all different directions uh, from there. Um, and both of them are are great coaches in their in their own right, yeah, and and have helped the program, yeah.
0: Hello, Coach. Um, You were born in Los Angeles. You grew up in California. You were also a coach in San Francisco State in the 80s. It is special for you to face the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, or is it like any other team for you?
1: Yeah, so I tell you, I have a good friend, Lee Bruno, and we both grew up in Los Angeles, Um, both Ram fans. But he's converted. I didn't. Where are we?
6: Yeah, here, Coach uh, American Football Community, Belgium. Uh, You're defending champions, but this year you come in as a three-seed, also as the underdog. Do you feel an underdog, and does that motivate you guys even more?
1: Yeah, listen, I understand why we're the underdog. I get that. We had some ups and downs during the season. Um, I never feel like an underdog uh, going into a game, but um, I understand why. Uh, it's been situated that way, but it is—it's what it is. So, Andy in the back here,
6: Aaron Lag, KSH right, Aaron. forty-one.
1: Yep. You've been known to
4: have one of these very complex offenses—a big playbook. What's allowed Rasheed Rice to hit the ground running and be so successful for you all?
1: Yeah, I, I tell you, smart. he's smart. He's used that SMU education uh, and transferred it into uh, football here. So he he. Um, and he works hard, and he's got a great relationship with the quarterback. So I think those are important, important things. Yeah. Uh, Coach back here, paid yep, 10,000 gotcha. takes.
6: Um, so you've had players that have played in the big game, and you've had players that haven't played in this big game. What's sort of your message to those players who haven't played in the Super Bowl to like help maybe calm some of those nerves that they might have?
1: Yeah, when you get through all of this, this stuff here, um, it, it's a game. And... It's faster than most games. It's crazy. In the playoffs, every game's a little faster. The higher you go up in the playoffs, so it's fast. But it's still the game. So you, you're professionals. You're, you know, arguably one out of 32 guys in the at your position in the whole world. So you go play, and uh, and do your and do your job.
7: Yeah. Hi, coach uh, Danilo Celli for La Perrada, Mexico. Yes. Uh, how do you Well, momentum shifts were key in both championships. How do you handle a momentum shift coming your way in the sideline? How do you get your players ready when you sense a momentum shift on your side? And on the other side, how will you prevent the 49ers to get these moments that they've clearly gotten on the previous games in this playoff run? Yeah, there there are highs and lows in
1: every game. And and so you you work your way through those. I'm, I'm into not being too high or too low. Uh, And then figuring out problems. So communication becomes very big on that. What what does the player see? What does the coach see? Get together, talk about it, and then come up with a solution. So um, if you do that and you do it well enough, uh, then you can even out some of the the issues that go on. On that other hand, if you do well, let's not get crazy uh, and get caught up in that. Uh, Let's make sure that we come back to that next play, focus in and uh, get ourselves ready for it.
3: Hi, Coach. Good morning, Federico Rivera from Dame yeah.
1: hey, Coach, um, many people remember
3: that 13 seconds dri- final drive in the divisional against Buffalo three years ago. As a head coach, uh, you practice um, every every play in the situation of football or well, there are new, dec- new decisions you have to take in seconds. I mean. Uh, you practice, uh, uh, you, you, you contemplate every every uh, scenario or in the game plan or sometimes not?
1: Yeah, so in training camp we spend a lot of time on situations and then uh, just about everyone you can think of that comes up you somewhere you touch that during training camp and work on it. And then during the season you don't have time to do that. So uh, you do hit your two minute situations on the field, but then you also try to do it in the classroom and go through the different scenarios that are happening through the league each week, through college football each week. Joe Blameyer does a phenomenal job with that on our staff. And, um, and so uh, it gives us an, an idea mentally where you can't, obviously you can't do it all physically, but you can surely get the mental reps in there. For the game, yeah, there there are decisions that have to be made and very quickly at times, yeah. Um, but w- hopefully, we have that answer and have looked at it somewhere over the last few
6: months. Yeah. Hey, Coach uh, Jim Alexander here. You've done this for a long time. Uh, you've- been to many of these Super Bowls. If you win this Sunday, what are the likelihood that you might consider hanging up and and kind of going out on top or are you set already that you will be back next year?
1: Yeah, I I haven't gone there. I don't think about that. Um, I'm I'm tied up in the game and trying to take care of that. I'm sure somewhere I'll know when that time is. It's not today or uh, won't be Sunday. So, yeah. Andy, um, you mentioned the up and downs. The players really point to your consistent and steady approach during those moments. Is, is that something that's always come natural to you? Was there a time where it was different? Do you have moments to yourself where, where it's different? Just wonder if you could talk about that trade a little bit. Yeah, I, I think you try to cover all the situations so that you can, or as many as you can. Um, and the ones you don't cover, hopefully you've narrowed it down to where it fits somewhere in there, or at least as close to. Uh, something that you've thought about, and then you can remain calm and and knock it out and get the results you want. But um, I, I would say I've tried to be that way. Uh, I haven't changed since a, maybe I had a, when I had more red hair. I was or any red hair. Um, I I had more of a temper, but um, in, in this world, I may I just try to get it. You know, try to get it done and I think if I'm going crazy everybody's gonna be going crazy and then Now that fits into that chaos category, and that's not good Coach um, what has Porter Elliott meant to your coaching staff and how have you seen him grow as a coach? Yeah, that's my left-hand man, so he, uh he does a does a great job. He's worked in uh, he, he started off as my administrative assistant um and now he's working with the running backs and he's he's brilliant first of all very very intelligent got a great feel for the game and he's got he's got a great way with the players I mean the players they love him and um, he does have one arm so I have a brother that has one arm so I', I they, he taught my brother how to tie his shoe with one hand. I mean, you know, it's an amazing deal, but it just shows you that when people can do whatever they want to do. I mean, he's got, he does a, does a heck of a job with our guys. Right, we'll
5: question right here. Hi, Coach. Uh, Hi. Claire Overton, WEBM Boston. Um, your first Super Bowl appearance was with the Eagles in 2004. How has your process approaching the Super Bowl changed throughout the years?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's changed much. I, I know um, uh, I, I was talking to Mike Holmgren the other day and he, he was a fellow that I worked for in, in Green Bay and he was very detailed, um, came from Bill Walsh's staff in San Francisco and those Super Bowls there. So um, he had a plan for our Super Bowls that we went to and I've kind of stuck with that. You know, I, I've kind of hung with that 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 uh, schedule. The league has kind of remained the same, so it's allowed allowed me to do that. Um, but it's very similar to what I was taught, and I've uh, been able to use Is there a tweak here or there? Yeah, but not far off. Yeah. All right, thank you. Go OK, good.
7: Thanks. Play in big moments. has been documented in previous Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's just in a person, or having you-
8: Um definitely something I think is learned um, with experience and with uh, being in the moment. Um, I think the, the biggest thing for me is just trying to be myself. Uh, that's what I've always tried to do, um, and anything that I do is just be yourself, trust in your teammates, and uh, everything else kind of handles itself.
5: Your pregame routine,
7: we know what you do physically before it, but what comes through your head when you're sitting on the bench, the walk across
5: the field, like is there envisioning things? What, what are you thinking in those
8: yeah, moments? Yeah, a lot of visual, visualization. Uh, just looking at uh, the plays that we have in the playbook, um, different scenarios that could happen during the game, um, and trying to see it happen. Uh, I'm, I, I believe that if you visualize it, you can go out there and do it. And so being able to just visualize those things, going out there and executing them at a high level, um, and kind of playing the game before the game's even played.
7: Last one.
8: Uh, a, good, a great play caller, and uh, Coach Reed uh, has been great at, at calling screens for a long time. And uh, Nagy, all those guys have a good feel for the defense. Uh, needs a little change up, and uh, I think that's what makes the screen game uh, the best.
6: Patrick, can you describe your best way of putting your connection with Coach Reed and just, just how you guys are so much sort of almost in a mind meld?
8: Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. I mean, just being with Coach Reed for, for so long now, um, I have a good feel for the game plan, good feel for how he calls plays. And a lot of the times he'll call the play that I, I want him to call um, before I even get it in. I mean, just, just having a good feel for what he's thinking. Um, I think that's what great uh, coaches and, and, and players connections kind of go is whenever you can kind of call the plays that you know the coach is going to call.
6: Is there a way to get at what that's made you able to be in your own capacity, like having him in your head that
8: way? Yeah, I think, it's, I think the biggest thing for me, especially now is when he calls a play, I know what he's thinking and kind of who he thinks the ball's going to go to. And it might be different than, than practice. Or it might be different than what we've worked on throughout the year. But um, based off the game that the defense is playing and the play that he calls, I have a good understanding of what he's thinking and who he thinks the ball is going to. And just the last thing for me is the football, but the way he's able to kind of dissect the defense and get the ball out of his hand. Um, I watched a lot of his games, especially late, uh, with uh, op- similar opponents that we played. Um, and he throws a, a great football. Um, he's doing a great job of recognizing defenses, and, when, and it's hard. I mean, I don't think I would have been ready my first year to come in and play like that, and um, he's been able to do a tremendous job, and I'm sure I'll play him a lot as, as our careers go on. Yeah, no, I mean, it'd be, it'd be awesome to, to keep expanding the game worldwide. Um, I know the logistics of, of going uh, overseas would be pretty tough for some guys. Uh, I mean, especially like me. I got two young kids and, and trying to go and play football. Um, in different parts of the world, but I mean, I, I do love the opportunity to, to go like we did to Germany and play a game there, or go to Mexico City and we played a game there, and I want to continue to do that and continue to expand, we're going to Brazil, um, the Eagles are, the, uh, they start the season off next year, and I think that would be a great experience, and um, I know the NFL's doing a great job of expanding worldwide, and we'll, we'll continue to do that, and uh, I'm sure they'll figure the logistics out some way. Um, I think it's just the mindset and the culture that I was brought into um, in Kansas City. Coach Reed does a great job of, of making sure that we're not satisfied with, with how we play. Um, a week in and week out, just continue to get better and better. And um, at the end of the day, you've got to be playing your best football in the playoffs. And we've been lucky enough to do that these last few years. And we're going to try to continue to do that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think I have a. I was actually talking to Travis about this. I have a greater uh, appreciation for what they did for so long. I mean, just um, to be able to come back and be in this many Super Bowls that they were in and uh, to continue to get every team's best shot and continue to just con- get better and better and win more and more, um, it's tough. It's hard, um, and I think I have a greater, greater appreciation for what they, what they did as an organization, uh, Tom as a leader of that team and all the other leaders that they have, um, to continue to stay on top of their game um, and get better and better every single year.
9: Travis, Nate Davis, USA Today. Um, you've been on a lot of Andy Reid's team. Some people have said this is maybe his best coaching job. Um, wondering if you agree with that and why, or if not, why not?
7: I mean, I've been here 13 years with him and he's never got off track. This has been a constant incline of, uh, of greatness and I've been very fortunate to be under his kind of uh, – him overlooking my career, uh, helping me out both on and off the field as a professional, as a human being. and um, it's just been uh, – I owe so much to, to him and his success and – or in our success and um, just extremely, extremely fortunate that I Atlanta here in Kansas City 13 years ago to be able to build this thing with him like this.
1: Hey, Travis.
4: Uh, Patrick's rookie season, you would give us some insight uh, what you were seeing in practice and how impressed you were. Just kind of curious, does he still wow you at practice or do you think you've seen it all?
7: Um, I think I'm just—I'm uh, more impressed by his professionalism every single day coming into the building. Um, how fast he is with his reads, with his uh, understanding of the play, the concepts, um, and his ability to channel uh, the energy of practice and the focus of practice. Uh, you know, sometimes as a leader, you got to be able to—if um, everybody's having a little bit too much fun—rally r- the guys together, get them to refocus them. Um, if a team is having low energy, fire them up. Uh, Pat does an unbelievable job of being that uh, that tone setter uh, every single day and every single week. Hey, Trev, to your right. Um, Rashid's become a, a big part of what you guys do, and uh, it's abnormal for a rookie to have
4: this much success in, in Andy's offense. When did you see it click for him and just how proud of you of how far he's come along?
7: I saw it clicking as soon as he got there, man. He has a great feel for uh, to get open uh, in the middle of the field, um, a physical guy, a confident guy. So... Um, With all that, Coach Reed and the offensive coaching staff obviously have slowly given him the responsibility to make the plays and uh, to be that guy for us. And uh, he just, he owned it, man. He owned it throughout the season, and it's just been awesome to see him grow.
5: Hey Travis, Amy with the Los Angeles Times. Um, The paper sent me here just to cover you and Taylor. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Obviously, you know, uh, Everyone is so captivated with your relationship. Some people have likened you to the American Royals because you're a football player. She's a pop star. Why do you think everyone's so fascinated with you two?
7: Um, I think uh, the values that we stand for, and just uh, you know, who we are as people. We uh, we love to uh, shine light on others, shine light around the people that that, that help and support us. Um, and on top of that, we just I, th- I feel like we both have uh, just a love for life.
4: Back here, Travis, Aaron Ladd, KSHB 41. Andy Reid's known for having a really tough, grueling training
7: camp. How does that set the foundation for this long run that you all are now coming to the end of? Um, well, for a lot of guys, especially when you're, uh, it's your first time going through that training camp, you don't, really, you don't realize exactly why you're working so hard or why you're doing the, the long drive drills and um, you know just, just why Coach Reid has his, his camp the way it is. Um, until you get into those games where you know you need to take it up a notch. And uh, you've, you've already done it in practice a million times. And uh, it just uh, makes, you, uh, makes you appreciate it when you go back and try and do it all over again. Um, it really makes you refocus and, uh, and use that to your advantage while you're in uh, St. Joe, Missouri um, in the dog days, man. Jordan Tucker, KLKC Radio.
10: Travis, you have the accolades, the championships, even the newfound fame. What do you attribute your success to 13 years in the NFL?
7: Um, I would say just my, my foundational, uh, you know, goals. I mean, who I, uh, who I am as a person. Um, you know, I attribute a lot to a lot of who I am and what I've done in life uh, to, to the city that I'm from, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Um, the, uh, the high school that I went to, the communities and the, and the people in that community um, gave me a great perspective on what life is and how to appreciate everybody else um, and how to bring people along in life. And I think that... Uh, that understanding growing up, I've just taken that with me and uh, I've wanted to, you know, give that same uh, um, way of life to other people.
8: Hey, Travis, over here. Vince you with WWE TV. Just obviously you've been to so many different big games. How does those big games just kind of prepare you and maybe just preparation-wise for these guys who haven't been there and what is that like? And obviously you have that burn to win another one. What is that like when you've had that experience and just to kind of – know what to expect in those big moments.
7: It gets you fired up, man. And it, and it makes you want, it makes you accept the challenges that you get uh, presented in life. Uh, you know, going through a few of these Super Bowls, it, it, they're all, you can't plan any of them. You just got to be ready for the challenge and, and and the task at hand to be able to overcome uh, maybe some adversity, be able to, you know, um, finish off a football game uh, the right way. There's certain, uh, there's certain things that you just, you, you can't, you can't train for uh, in the Super Bowl. And you just got to be able to understand that uh, you got the guys around you to, to help you get, to, get you there, and you're not, you're not in that thing alone. Um, it's just uh, it's a fun experience, man, and, um, and a wild experience. But uh, it's worth it all when you win it.
5: Hi, John, how
4: are you? Um, Wonderful. I have two very short questions. You want the football one first or the fun one first?
7: You can shoot them both. Huh?
4: All right, let's do the fun one first. I-, I was wondering if you can help me complete this lyric here. Karma is the guy on the...
7: Chiefs, of course.
4: Finish it. Coming straight.
7: <sighs> What's the second question? <laughs> <All right.
4: laughs> uh, the second question is, and, and good job by the way, thank you. Um, at what point do you start to associate the word dynasty with this team?
7: I think it's, uh, it's been thrown around a lot and obviously um, it being our third in five years, I think the the number three is, uh, is a big number in terms of uh, dynasties and things like that. So. Hopefully we can get this thing and, uh, yeah, you guys can start talking about dynasties. I just, I'm trying to get this third ring though.
3: Hey Travis, it's Aditi with CBS. Uh, if you would just confirm two things for me. One, Trent McDuffie said you are Andy Reid's favorite.
7: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm the oldest tenure here, so I, I would assume I've, I've built up enough favoritism for sure.
3: And the second one is that MVS said, Patrick never gets mad at the receivers. He sends you instead to be the bad cop.
7: <sighs> yeah, I'll play bad cop. I'll play bad cop. It's all right. I, I give the same energy to myself when I drop a passer. I screw up in a route. <laughs> That's funny. quiz said that,
5: though.
1: When you,
4: can you take us inside the room? What is the team's mindset? You guys quiet, you start to get more intent, or is it just like a regular game week?
7: It is a—it's chaos, man. It's a lot of fun, a lot of energy, of practices. Everybody's focused and, and dialed in at, on their job at hand. And um, I'm not even going to lie, things got a little chippy. I'm not going to say between who, but uh, the offense and defensive lines are, are, are trying to get their work in. They're trying to make sure everybody's ready for the game. And, I mean, it just got me fired up yesterday seeing seeing everybody locked in and wanting to get their work in, you know, making sure that everybody's ready for the, for the task at hand on Sunday. And um, I just love the focus and the energy of the team right now.
0: Hey, Travis, Todd Lebo, Sports Radio
4: 810 in Kansas City. Coach Reed is a model of consistency. He hasn't changed a whole lot that we see on a daily basis. In your time with him, have you seen him change in anything that he does preparation-wise, anything off the field, anything?
7: Like I said, man, coach, he hasn't really – changed much throughout the 13 years. I think it's, uh, he does a great job of channeling the focus and the energy and the challenges, presenting those challenges to the team every single week, and um, we're just so fortunate to have the big guy here and at the helm, And
3: Hi Travis, Skyler with People. The connection you have with Patrick Mahomes on the field is undeniable. Can you please talk about the communication that you two have on the field do you even have to use words anymore, or is it just instinct, or, as some would say, even telepathic between the two of you?
7: <laughs> I think uh, I think there's just been a lot of um, a lot of work that's gone in. So um, there's some things that, that don't need to be said, but at the same time, you know, there's uh, there's little bits of communication that can assure you and make sure that uh, we're both on the same page at times. But everything that we uh, we do on the field is play specific and um, really depending on what coverage is and things that the uh, the other team's playing. So. Yeah. With that being said, it's it it really just depends on the scenario, Um, and I've just been fortunate to be able to grow in this offense with the big guy.
4: Hey Travis, still on your right. Uh, There are obvious parallels between you guys and the Patriots from the last twenty years—the quarterback-tight end combo. If you win, you'll be the first team to go back-to-back since the Patriots. If you win, it'll be three in five years like the Patriots. Has that been? Have they been kind of a motivating factor for you guys? Have they been a carrot? Uh, that I mean, yeah know. they
7: said the, they set the standard of of you know dominance in the n f l and I was a part of that and felt that dominance uh in two thousand and fifteen i think when I lost to them. um and then again in two thousand seventeen i believe or eighteen and it was just you know seeing uh seeing what those guys are all apart are are all about you know and uh I think one of the funnest things uh, this year that i've been able to to kind of dive into his uh, games with names with Julian Edelman, his, uh, his podcast and how he brings some of those, uh, those expatriates on to talk uh, what he calls war stories and, and fun, uh, fun stories between him and the guys uh, throughout their Patriot uh, years. And um, I'll tell you what, man, I, I dive into those things and get every bit of nugget of gold that I can, man. Just, uh, and obviously it's entertaining stuff knowing Julian's the one telling the stories. The back, right? Tr-
6: Travis, Matt
4: with Fox.
7: Yeah. You just shoot. Travis, back
4: here. Yeah, you can just ask. um, Obviously, as you know, there's a lot of attention and buzz over your personal life. Uh, Is that a distraction for you? How do you um, process all of that while staying focused and performing as well as you do on the field?
7: I love this game, man. I love coming into work. I got a lot of desire to to be accountable for the ones next to me. Um, I think everybody has, uh, has distractions or things in their lives that can Take away from their focus uh, in their work life, and you just got to be able to compartmentalize that. It's it's no different. I know it's you know it might be on a, a national media scale, um, so it seems like it's a lot harder. But uh, in the reality of things, man, when I when I step in those uh, those doors or I step on that field, I'm focused on championship football and being a Kansas City Chief. You got three more. I drive is is from Spain. Um, good luck on Sunday. Thank you. So. Most likely NFL will announce that Spain will host in a game in 2025, a regular season game. Nice. Hey, that's After awesome. After your experience playing in Germany, uh, what do you think about the possibility of playing in Spain and what are the challenges of, of, of facing a game like that? It would be epic. It would be legendary. It would be a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, man. I'm going to go talk to Clark Hunt right now and get in that bid in. Um, <laughs> that would be very it, any chance that, uh, that we can get as, as football players, as American football players, to get um, out of the states, play international, I think you'd be silly not to jump at that opportunity. I um, had an amazing time in Germany this year. I've been to Mexico City. I've been to London. Um, and the fan bases are every bit of electric, if not more, um, outside of the United States. And um, We just appreciate all the, all the fans tuning in every single week. And if um, the Chiefs get out there in Spain, baby, we'll make sure to have some fun.
2: Hey,
10: Trav, you and Kittle give back um, to the league tremendously during the offseason with tight end you. How important is that to you?
7: I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's something that's uh, become more and more special to me as the years have gone on. Um, and I'm excited, to, again, to get around the guys. It's just um, the tight end room is a very unique room. It's a, bare, it's a, it's a lot of unselfish guys. Um, that come together that are just willing to do whatever the team needs them to do. So when you get everybody uh, in the same building, um, and uh, typically we all have a lot of high energy and a lot of fun doing what we do. So it's just uh, the atmosphere is almost like you're at, a, at an all-star game or at a Pro Bowl or um, at a Super Bowl, because it's just uh, everybody's excited to be around each other. Um, and then on top of that, just uh, trying to spread the knowledge and, and help anybody excel their game and uh, take the nuggets of gold when you can.
6: Travis, uh, right down here. Yep. Um, you know, you got um, great reviews for your appearance on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so, <laughs> my question is I don't know about
7: great, but thank you. <laughs> um, have you taken any meetings in Hollywood, and do you think you're best suited for comedy, drama, or action hero type roles? Man, I'm comedy all the way. I, I, I don't know if I'm anything else. Uh, I just like to have a fun time and make people laugh. Um, I'll dabble into everything, though, just to see if I have uh, have fun doing it. Um, and uh, I know the, there's, there's definitely Hollywood talks out there, um, but I've been focused on football throughout the season, so I'll probably have a lot of those meetings and conversations when it's all said and done. All right, thank you. Have a good one, guys.
10: questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored
4: by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. It's a situational play. It's a short yardage play. It's a goal line play, whatever. You then have the Authority to jump in and say no. Listen, I want you to run the ball, and I want this play. Or um, go ahead, you're feeling it, go with it. You know what I mean? There's a little yeah. bit of a collaborative effort.
2: Andy, over his career, it's like it's. I think it's gone from like to one extreme where he's been like 100, percent and then another is like when Marty had had yeah. had it complete almost completely, and then it seems like in Kansas City, it's kind of like it depends upon. Sure. I know you had, primarily have it here. You're the one relaying it to, to Patrick. But what's what's that balance? Patrick says something like Andy always says, well I got fifty one percent of yeah. it. Right? Is, is that is that an accurate. Yeah, I mean
4: balance? it's a, um, you know it's a it's a unique dynamic um, that's fascinating that like you just said every year it could be slightly different. You know, uh, coach does such a great job at calling and plays and, and uh, um, but he also does a phenomenal job throughout the week of being able to allow the coaches to have input with the game plan. And then talk with each coach as far as like, hey, in these situations, um, what plays do you like, or how do you? What do you think about these five plays right here? How would you rank them? Like, what do you think? So he takes all that and he kind of spins it together of how he likes it and how he wants to go about calling the plays, and and then we together um, just talk through kind of situationally. And and again, over the years, he's also, um, I think it's 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 out there for sure that um, my final year in Kansas City in 2017. He passed the play calling duties over to me, and so that's been done too. To where he's not calling plays, and he and it's well known that you know that I was calling plays. So um, you run into that, and that was a that was an, a great experience for me to call plays at that moment. It helped me for my time in Chicago for sure, and. and um, uh, so again, it's a it's been different all the years Did you,
2: think, did you find and I'm probably asking you to go back too far, but did you find that like his game management was better because he wasn't He didn't have to worry about calling the plays. No, I didn't
4: I didn't find that at all I think honestly, it's it's probably more of the staff in our job is we have coaches upstairs that look at reviews We have coaches all of us talk through situational game game, you know game management with timeouts, etc. So I don't necessarily put that because I think every coach has that in the NFL. It's not just one head coach saying, hey, I'm going to call a timeout here or, hey, you know, there's a gut feeling to when you're going to go for it for sure. Right on fourth down. Hey, we're going for it. Staying one step ahead on third down. Hey, um, listen, we might go for it if we don't get this on third down. But coach has coach has been really great with allowing his staff to have input in time management.
6: I worked in NFL Europe, I actually coached in Barcelona, Spain, with Jack and a bunch of others and there's even the assistant coaches that I work with around now, uh, always a help. You're always learning, we're constantly learning in this business and the day you stop learning is when you tend to go backwards, so we keep trying to go forward. Is
3: there anyone you admire or who do you consider is the best defensive coordinator in the
6: history of the NFL? Well, I think Jim Johnson was terrific when uh, when I worked for him. Dick LeBeau in Pittsburgh was a great defensive coordinator, and there's been many, many others. I mean, Bill Belichick was a great defensive coordinator before he became a head coach. So, I've been blessed to, to watch and see a lot of those guys.
3: I'm talking about uh, leadership, we saw Pat Mahomes to go desperate on the bench on the moment in the season, and. Is there sometimes that a leader has to raise the hand and raise the voice in order to straighten the way, to correct the way?
6: Yeah, I think you see that around the league, and I think you see it in any sports. And it's usually the elite players uh, that tend to be your best leaders because they think that all the other players follow. And when we have, when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes that senses the, you know, the importance of the moment and when he needs to say something, that helps the team a lot. We've got a bunch of those guys on defense. That do that, you know, Nick Bolton, Chris Jones, all the way. Uh, Trent Trent McDuffie, even as a young guy, L.J. Sneed is a quiet leader. But you got to have those guys to win in this league. Uh, finally, coach, uh,
3: we I've seen I've been you with you guys in the Miami, uh, in Phoenix, and now, and I've seen I've seen you in the pre-week, uh, very relaxed, very joking. The 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 key your your, your players yeah. and do you think it's a a key a, a to in order to be relaxed in order to win and how do do you guys you and Reed managers to to provoke this in the players yeah I, I believe
6: that all begins at the top and coach reed is a very relaxed rock solid guy and he wants guys to let their personality show he wants us to be us the players to be the players I, don't change, keep the same routine, do what you've been doing the prior 20 weeks that we've been in this. And I think it's a good way to go. So he
3: proposed to be authentic?
6: Say it again? He yes, to be pretty a, much, yeah. Do you think it
3: cares to win? Yes, I think okay, that has a lot luck.
6: to do.
5: with
9: good you. Thank you. Yeah, man, I think uh, it just depends on the play call. Uh, you got to have your eyes on the right spot in that specific play call. Uh, Spadge does a great job mixing up different looks, different schemes, and uh, we want a multi-schematic multi, uh, defense, so we've got different looks, different personnels, and um, everybody's going to be different eyes, different places, different, uh, different plays, so I just got to come in on, on the game plan, kind of know what we got to look at uh, at pre-snap, and um, just from, from a backers, man, uh, not looking at eye, eye candy, uh, not looking at too many jet motions, man, and just seeing the box, seeing the keys, and uh, letting the, letting the uh, O-line take us to the ball. Yeah, man, I think he he does a great job of getting a ball in space, man. Whether it be as a runner and rocket screens, or in the backfield on some sweeps, toss plays, um, all that. They like, use that they use the skill set to a, to their advantage. And uh, yeah, he's on the perimeter. I use the speed with a lead blocker on in the head, and um, he's a one cut guy, man. He's going to get upfield you now. He's been doing that since he was out of South Carolina. Um, quite honestly, uh, they got they got a lot of talent over there. Uh, those guys, the uh, uh, guys in the room, got a lot of respect for those guys over there. Uh, but to answer your question, man, we feel like we're, we're in the same boat as those guys. Uh, um, this season, man, I've kind of been up and down and I've been in and line the lineup. So uh, Drew Jenkins came in, they did a hell of a job, man. Willie's been, been doing his thing. Leo uh, is doing his thing as well, man. And I think Jack, honestly, uh, had an opportunity to come play in this league as well as, as a starting backer. So uh, we're all, all those guys come in every single day, man, and uh, put their best foot forward and uh, trying to see where it takes them. Um, it's been uh, a journey, a, a joy to watch the journey, um, especially watching Drew, man. Uh, I understand how hard it is in, the, in this system to come in for one year and um, do the things that he's done. Um, and so I, I, I've definitely been proud of that. I've been watching that from afar. And, um, yeah, man, I think we're, we're, we're excited. Uh, we gotta, I understand we don't get the most respect on a, as, as a defense as a whole, but at this point we're not looking for respect, looking for wins. Yep, thank you. Yeah, man, I think uh, that's probably the biggest holiday of my career up to this point. Um, I it gives a chance to win a Super Bowl, man. Uh, I never had a chance to, to win anything of that magnitude, college or high school. Um, so I knew it, it, was, it was a great experience for sure. Um, but And then this year's a different year, uh, different opportunities, uh, different things ahead. Uh, I remember last year, uh, I mean, he dropped the ball. I picked it up and I scored, and I kind of felt like it was just couldn't happen any easier. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I kind of was surreal. I went to the sideline kind of in awe a little bit because uh, – I don't know you watch it on tape, man. You only, it's about one in fifteen times you got to bounce that easy. I hit you right in your hands, right in stride, and uh, you can catch it at, at full speed. So I uh, will give glory to God for that one. But uh, yeah, this is a new year, different different opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, I think it starts with the coaching staff, man. Uh, encouraging guys to evolve uh, be smarter uh learn more positions knowing what the guy's doing next to you um so you have opportunity to, to play faster um i think it's a testament to the guys got in the locker room as well uh guys come in man from, from otas uh, invested uh we, we you play football to february start back in april um so you're gonna get you don't get that many months off but but guys still come in invested uh you you can't tell man i came in hungry after we won a championship last year man to give us a chance and so yeah I think, I think it starts with those guys start the people we have in the building and uh, i just do my part Yeah, I man, I, I expect to see what I see all season, man. Uh, electric runner, uh, catch the ball at the backfield. Uh, again, explosive with the football, and he can do everything. Um, was the leading rusher in this league. I think he had 22 touchdowns. Uh, so he's able to catch the ball at the backfield, run the ball, man. And he does it all, man. So i uh, got a lot of respect for him. Uh, We've got to come out there and execute the game plan. And um, it's going to be 11, 11 guys at the football uh, need it in order to get him on the ground. Uh-huh. yeah yeah um uh with the situation that was arising in the country at that time was around well, uh, george floyd uh and that type of stuff and um yeah uh we had this conversation among among ourselves uh we just come to the realization that uh, we can't uh, Back for change. If we're not going to be the pivot of it, um, and so I think the change started with registering to vote. And uh, I think 90 percent of our team uh, wasn't registered to vote. Um, if they were registered to vote, it wasn't in, in the state of Missouri. Um, so we just want to go out there and, and give us the opportunity to kind of, kind of feel like we were, we, our voices were heard. Uh, I feel like that's the most important part uh, again. And, and and Missouri probably didn't didn't change much within our votes of uh, who we got. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I think it was just just a part of doing it, man. Uh, putting the right before you want to be a part of change. I just wanted to just be a spectator. I want to be involved in it. I'll give credit to a couple of other guys uh, that was there, man. I know Darius Robinson, one of those guys. Uh, Martez Maynard is one of those guys. And uh, they just brought it to my attention. And I uh, actually gave me a little confidence to go out there and ask Coach Drinkwitz to, to do it. So, yeah, man, I think it was special. We had to walk down uh, all the way from where we're at all the way down there, man. So it was a special opportunity for sure. Yeah. Uh, your boss, playing, playing your
7: rivals, for this yeah.
9: yeah man uh I remember in college man we, we, South Carolina uh was, was our technically our, our Arkansas that's technically our robbery but man, we used to play South Carolina man and uh there used to be some some gritty games man and uh our guys were excited Kentucky as well um so I've been here man obviously uh, the Raiders have been a point for that and we got uh, the Chargers man it's always uh, in, uh exciting football so uh I've got, got a couple of robberies man since, since I've been around here man and, uh, I'm enjoying every second of them though yeah thank you I'm good how you doing Yeah, man. I think uh, you got to have an eye on a lot of their pass catchers, man. A lot of guys with the football. Uh, again, uh, if you focus in on one, on one, one person uh, too much, man, that's when the other guys kind of expose you. Uh, we're going to have a handful full uh, from top to bottom, man. We got George Kittle, Brandon Howe, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo. You got all these guys, man. I'll let you with the football, man. So uh, as linebackers, man, we're going to have our eyes in the right spots, depending on what's which, the which play call uh, suggestion. Uh, he's a wide out. Um, so let the DBs, I got my boy Jay Reed over there and Sneed and uh, Duffy, let them, let them handle that on the back end. Um, we have an opportunity to. Uh, we're going to make the tackles out of them when we have them in space. But other than that, man, we're just executing the game plan, uh, not necessarily focusing on one, one individual. Uh, it's going to take all 11 uh, versus their 11. Uh, this is going to be 11-man football for, for 60 minutes. Yep, thank you. Yeah, man, you gotta have your have your eyes in the right places. I think you gotta have them in the triangle. Uh, they run a lot of two back runs, but also they throw the ball out of twenty two personnel, um, run a ball at, at, a, at a zebra regular, the pass ball at the regular. Uh, they do a lot of a lot of a lot of things that marry up uh, with personnel, with run pass. Um, so yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a, a interesting matchup for sure, man. It's gonna take all eleven, man. We gotta gotta come out, man. And uh, uh, first of all, have fun, man. It's gonna be the D line up front. A lot of guys set the tone uh, for us, and then we're gonna need that need that aggression man, and attitude defense that we've been banking on all year. Um, and just need a production at the football, uh, popularity at the football. And so, like, yeah, man, it's gonna be all 11. It's gonna be a, uh, a gritty game.
4: These ones I feel like you're gonna get for sure. Okay, There's one team in the AFC West that does not have a Super Bowl
2: win. Which team is it?
6: In the AFC West?
2: That's right. Divisional rival. The Raiders. The Raiders have no Super Bowls?
6: No Super Bowl wins. I
5: want to get you a correct answer so bad. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos have one though, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
4: It's actually the Chargers. They've appeared in one, but that's it. Do you know who has the most Super Bowl wins? We do. We do. So actually, the the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Broncos are all tied with three. Three? But maybe that'll change after Sunday. What do you think? Yeah,
8: definitely will. For sure? For sure. Alright,
4: you did great. Thank you
5: so much. Thank you.
8: But Terry, it's not often you guys have been underdogs throughout your time here, but now third game in a row. Do you feel like an underdog? Is that something you embrace at all this week?
9: Uh, I can say I've been underdog my whole entire life. But I embrace it. I love it. It's what makes me who I am.
8: Now, Andy, what makes him in this staff just so big when it comes to these, these big games?
10: Uh, Andy, he's like a magician. You know, he's been here multiple times. He you know what to
9: spit.
8: He you knows how to put his team in the right position. Week of prep like this, how is this different from a from a normal week when it comes to, to his demeanor and, and all the guys on the coaching staff? Uh,
10: man, you know, we started work last week. You know, we had two weeks
9: to
8: study these guys, and we still study these guys. You know, and we read don't let off. For you personally, what's this playoff man run for you meant for you? And then seeing all the support from your guys with the with the all pro stuff and everything, what does this meant for your career?
10: Uh, it means a lot,
9: you know. Going into you know my last year with the Chiefs. Well, not my last year with the Chiefs, but you know, going into my last contract year. And to win a Super Bowl, they will be lovely, man. they will be lovely.
10: Um, I mean, trying to teach me everything from, you know, when Pat's just doing like a you know, a little scramble joke like type of you know, he just buying time basically and I'm over there, you know, uh just watching the way that the you know the uh like the line is gonna, you know, fall so I can find a window for Pat just like It's kinda getting muscle memory and then, you know, just certain routes he's trying to tell me like just think about this linebacker being here, you know, if you turn his shoulders upfield, that means he's trying to run deep with the slot. So you just buy a little bit more time, say vertical, you know, stuff like that. So I can, you know, buy time and let the defense declare. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's how it works. And I, I also I don't think it's um trap playing bad cop I, I kind of think we, we we all love it just because it, I mean it, it's Travis Kelsey and uh, he's a, you know one of the greatest tight ends to ever play so him being his size you know playing how he plays I mean anything he tells us we can move a lot faster and I'm pretty sure it's just to help us he he's Andrew's favorite, he's Andrew favorite? <laughs> I think he's country's favorite yeah right now <laughs> um truthfully speaking they, they've helped me a lot um I took a you know a little bit of things from college to the NFL as far as you know releases and how to restack but you know they just taught me how to run routes as far as you know not trying to separate uh you know from the line of scrimmage and to beat you know beat the DBs uh you know at the end of the route instead of beginning the route because uh the DBs are a lot faster great recovery speed and stuff like that nowadays Oh yeah, we can we can put the pads on right now and just get us a little stretch. You know, we ready. We can, we came here already, so we just gotta give us a little bit extra more time to be here, get ready for the time zone and you know, recover. Uh to win the Super Bowl? Um, nah I haven't envisioned it. Um to be honest, I don't even know what to expect. I just been kind of going day by day and you know when sunday gets here i'll get excited for it but you know the more and more i talk about it the more excited i'm gonna get (laughs) um uh i would say it's something joe's the one at the gas station Um I mean it means everything just to be able to play in in the Super Bowl obviously but uh it just means a lot more because um I we you know we worked hard to get to this spot and at the beginning of the season you know a lot of people didn't believe in us just because we weren't 8 and 0 or you know 10 and 0 or anything like that but no, it's just kind of better for us because we stuck together uh, through the ups and the downs. You know, even when we were on the winning game streak and we would lose the game or anything like that, we just kind of all stuck together. So that's why I was going to make this win a lot better. Yeah, um, I'm going to go in my room and lay in my bed and go to sleep. It's the same thing. It's, it's I'm not going to let this game be too big as far as sleeping Uh no I I'm going to do the same thing I've been doing throughout this this whole season Yeah, um, I mean, on my thirty visit, when I went to go visit the Chiefs, um, you know, me and Coach Embry, uh, we're, we're sitting in the meeting room, and he's drawing up plays on the board, and basically, you know, he's drawing a play, and then he's erasing it, drawing another play, erasing it, drawing one more play, erasing it, and then he's asking me about the first play that he drew, and I basically have to, you know, just show him how fast I was able to understand everything that he just, you know, drew up, and the whole concept of the play. Uh, yeah, it was a little different because uh, obviously Coach Reese's offense is a lot more complex. So any other team I went to, it was kind of like the same uh, college offense for me. So it wasn't as hard to learn out there. It's just been like a regular season. Um, I would, I just say that because obviously things, you know, start to speed up in the NFL. But I would say that because... Uh, this is my first season so I didn't know exactly what to expect so you know what I did this year You know, there's I basically set the bar high and I look forward to keep doing this every year Just to be able to get on the field and make some plays to be honest um, By Cueva I say my favorite song is um, Thankful by Big YK. You don't know him but look him up. I would pick um Sandy Cheeks. Cuz she's clever. Uh truthfully speaking uh I think he knows I'm, I'm I'm well prepared right now uh but he's just telling me you know to not let obviously this week you know he said basically don't play the game before you play the game because even at the beginning of the game when it starts it's like a 30 minute wait and then you know half times long so just kind of trying to keep myself balanced as far as you know excitement and just being ready Um It looks the same as it as it did, uh, you know, every other week because Coach Reed he sticks to the same uh, schedule, Uh, regardless if we like it or not. You know, he's he's gonna make sure we're doing the same thing that we've been doing uh, throughout the week to you know have the same repetition. Uh, It's been huge, obviously, you know, for the NFL and for our team. Pretty sure Trav's really happy and you know that's all that really matters as long as Trav's happy. <laughs> yes, I've met her. Uh she's really cool, uh good energy, high spirits, uh and she's just a, a natural person. new year's uh New Year's uh I mean I really can't tell you everything, but I met her I met her on New Year's. Um, yeah, I've seen Trav not Happy. If you if you see him uh have a play and you know, not make the play how he wanted to make it you, you'll see Trav get mad for real. He loves football. <laughs> um, it, I mean, I, I had a, I got a plan. I mean, I'm probably just gonna hit the gritty, but during the moment, I, I don't know. I might just get rid of the ball. I, I shouldn't even do that. I always throw the ball, but I don't know, but I might just scream or something. <laughs> Yes, um, I wouldn't say he necessarily got after me, but uh, uh, if the you know receivers are, aren't out there, you know, moving as fast as we should, he's gonna speak on it. Um, if there's something, you know, he feels like I could have fixed in the middle of a route or anything like that, as soon as I get to the sideline, you know, he's I'm, I'm running over to him. He's not running over me. I'm running over to him. Obviously, I want to learn from him, but he's just kind of telling me like. You know uh, think about you being in the game you know you, you make that catch then you got somebody coming down here what, what, what's your next move you know and so it makes me he makes me practice certain things as if you know people are actually on the field even though it's on air you to
5: Patrick,
10: the um yeah I, I I would say he's a lot more dialed in obviously he was down in uh, during the season but there's something about him now it's just like I don't I don't think he knows how to lose I'm not gonna lie he, he's a competitor and you know, everybody else around him, uh, we're going to stick to him, stick to his side the whole time. Have you had a moment
2: to, like, appreciate and, like, so in kind of that you are here? Yeah. I think it was, honestly, the first night we got here. Um, beautiful hotel, opened the, the window around the lake, and I was just like, all right, we're here. Like, take a deep breath. You know what you're going to do. Um, and just take it one day at a time. Find your time to yourself. You know, Um, it's always hectic. um, Schedule's all over the place. Um, So just finding those little 10, 15 minutes that you kind of just check out and just be to yourself um, is huge. I always say it's just the confidence and the trust we have in each other. You know, Um, we've had a whole season to build these relationships, to understand how each other play, how each other tick. Um And coming up here, I mean, we're a big family. You know, we've had a lot of fun. We're always laughing, always playing games. So it's been a lot of fun being a part of a team like this. Some of the other guys were saying that they felt like the Raiders game here was kind of like a shift in the season, which you agree. And also, is it almost poetic that you're back here at Vegas at Legion? Right. At um Yeah, I feel like there was at least – Multiple games, I could say I saw people kind of lock in and kind of see that shift. But I remember last year off season, I was talking to my family and I was like, "The Super Bowl's in Vegas, like that's gonna be like crazy." And saying all this stuff like, "Man, like Vegas, like that'll be cool." And then now that I'm here, now that I've gone through the craziness of trying to get the family out here and everything like that, um it's cool to think of, think about how things like this just happened you know and you dream of stuff like this and then they come to reality. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Man they're a dynamic offense you know, Um, they do a lot of things and for Nickel it's going to be really important for me to not only understand my assignment but to be detailed in it you know um they're gonna do a lot of things where in the run game they're pulling guards they're having receivers orbit motion and stuff like that where for a nickel who doesn't fully know what they're doing it can get really tough because things go really fast so um just being disciplined in my assignment is gonna be huge uh no, you know, I'm approaching this game like any other game, you know. Um Coach Spags put a lot of trust in me this year, which I love and I'm grateful for, you know, being a young player, but um slowing things down and just going back to the basics of football, I feel like when the game's on the biggest stage, um, it always comes down to just it being football. Yeah. So
5: you I did.
2: Okay. not really like no not a high school college i may have like a few here and there from my like, corner yeah you know but like never like a designed yeah blitz for me a yeah for sure i'm gonna want to be everything but my position to be honest with you like i'm like yo i play d dn I line up at nose tackle, I play linebacker, I play at safety like I just love the game of football and I love being able to do multiple things because I feel like it just keeps the game fun and unique. Um, so when they told me I can blitz, it was like Christmas morning for me. Cuz like I've been a corner, you know what I mean? Like high school, college, I spent so long trying to perfect being a corner and there's still a lot of things that I'm learning but football is just like a kids game you know like you want to just go out there and have fun like i wish i could play offense i wish i could play like running back or receiver and just like goof around because when i'm on the field like i just want to enjoy myself really ah that's coach reed but i've definitely mentioned it to other guys for sure yeah disguise and not showing your hand um we have a great D line to where I feel like they gotta really rely on what am my guy? Um, like Chris Jones and George, and they gotta slide a lot of people to different guys. Um, and I'm one of also I felt like at least beforehand one of those sneaky dudes where you're not expecting this 5'11, you know, 180, 190 dude to come flying off the edge, but Spags dials it up, and they've been working, and I've loved it. I have seen it. I have seen it. Yep. Yeah, no, nah, he's special. I
5: just
2: want to tell you, I asked Travis and I asked Patrick. What'd they say? I'm telling you. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I love that. Of course. I've asked a couple of football questions. Yeah. Yup. Yep. Like kind of nah, I mean, I'm definitely stay as far away as I can. But um, as an outsider looking in, I would say it's crazy. You know, like as a college dude coming to the NFL, you know, I saw like Patrick and how everybody sees him, and I was like, whoa, like this is different. And then Taylor Swift, and I'm like. She's just on a whole nother level that, like, honestly, I, I, I would never want to be a part of. Like, it's it's a lot. It's crazy. I mean, can you imagine, you know, I mean,
5: you guys are, like you said, you're saying.
2: Yeah. You, get you smile, know, like, for sure. Is growing, for sure. To be, that, to be that, that'd be a lot, you know. I mean, honestly, I don't think that's the life for me. I don't think that's in my cards. I really hope it's not. But um, I think Trav's done a great job at managing it all, for sure. None I wouldn't I wouldn't put myself in a position to have that kind of limelight on me yeah yeah for sure. <laughs> of course thank you.